father's business. Rhyme mode. Filled with this Holy Spirit. That's a cheat code. Holiness the standard. We never fold. We about to make a scene. Episode. About our father's business. Here we go. Check this out. Take a look, hitting the fire, boy, I'm still alive. What we do for God, it will never die. You can tell the devil that he's still alive. We will live forever, we will never die. We will live forever, we will never die. We will live forever, we will never die. Take a look, hitting the fire, boy, I'm still alive. We will live forever, we will never die. Take the blade out my chest, I ain't dead yet. Don't celebrate too early, you ain't ahead yet. They swear they hot boy, swear they hot boy Till that cannon expose the truth, get shot boy Pop, pop, soldier boy with the Draco Still hungry, still getting at the pesos What's the definition of keeping it real though? When keeping it real, caution to get killed though When telling the truth, stop me getting a deal though But only me was never in God's will though I'm baptized in the fire, walk through the fire The enemy celebrated, but the devil alive I own my music when I die, for my kids though I'm in the jungle hunting for my kids, kids though So many people try to stop me, let me live though They got in pockets with all I had to give though No need to name names, you know what it is though That's why the Lord blessed me for my many tears though I walk through the jungle hunt with no fear though This is the moment that we face and it gets real though Take a look, hitting the fire, boy, I'm still alive What we do for God, it will never die You can tell the devil that he's still alive we will live forever, we will never die. We will live forever, we will never die. We will live forever, we will never die. Take a look, in the fire, boy, I'm still alive. We will live forever, we will never die. Who wanna go to war? Who wanna stay home? Who wanted with a black lion, boy, I'm fully grown. Black Panther, no suit, black melanin. My dark face told, wait, see the hell I'm in. The police still don't care about our black life. Like I don't care about glorifying the crack life. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, brother? What's going on, bro? How you feeling? Man, I'm all right. I'm all right. So we're in here once again, episode six. Yeah, I'm not even about to do that Spanish thing, man. We're going to stop that right here. But uh, shout out to all. Uh, uh, yes, uh, episode six. Yes. Hold on. I forget. Yeah. I forget. I got, I got some new tricks. Yeah, we in here. We in here. <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, episode. Yes, the Petty D episode. We're gonna have our brother yes, on in sir. a few yes, minutes. Sir. Uh, yes, sir. We're happy to be back with you guys, live and direct from St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, sir. Uh, COVID free in Jesus' name. Hopefully, you is <laughs> yeah, too. Man. Yeah, man. I'm good over this way. I'm yes, good sir. over this way. Hey man, I even start. I ate a whole vegetable plate last night, man. You know Jesus is good, man. A whole vegetable plate, straight up, man. And I'm feeling uh very healthy, very very healthy. <laughs> you heard me, bro? Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard you. I, I had some vegetables on my plate, but it wasn't just a vegetable <laughs> plate. In <laughs> the whole vegetable plate, brother? Well, nah, brother, nah. I had some meat off of that thing. Yeah, yes, man. Uh, See, wife is say this is what wife is say. It was good. It was very good, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, because you know, I 
See, Micah been getting a little uh oh Cortez say what's up, brothers? What's up, Cortez? What's yeah, going I, on? I've been getting a little a little uh holy fluffy. So <laughs> <laughs> in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. So I need right. to slow up a little bit, brother. <laughs> I need to slow up a little bit. So I'm gonna get out here and try to start walking and stuff, man. You know, very, very soon, soon and very soon. So, uh, like I said earlier, I got we got our man Petty D on a little bit later. Look like we got Rob stuck a little bit. Oh, here, here you go. He back. So, uh, look like look like we both stuck. Yeah. Well, I heard me. You probably heard you, and everybody heard, heard both of us probably. Right. That's right. 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 <laughs> so hey, anyway, hey, STA Lynn say, um, sis, keep you fed, man. She keep hey, you fed. She do. She do. But we, <laughs> you know, we on them vegetables right now. We on we on them vegetables right now. We gonna chill. With all the meat, we gonna we gonna she trying to do a whole month without meat, man. So we uh we good. Turn that mug, turn that mug into the Daniel diet, Daniel. Man, we doing a crystal diet right now. She say uh you're not fluffy, you're organically instant. In- come on, come on, bro. <laughs> you see that, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it, man. I'm seeing it. <laughs> anyway, so what's been going on with you, bro? Man, I'm chilling, man. I told you this working for home. I'm like ready to run back to the gig. This te- I do more work with this telework, man. I'm telling you. Salute to all my teleworkers who've been teleworking for years. And we've been talking about y'all about being lazy and yeah. y'all being at the crib. Nah, it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. It, they 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 working, bro. They, they work. They, they, work I, they work for real. It's not a game. <laughs> it's not a game. You you do way more at the crib than you yeah. do. When you actually at the gig, man. So um, I have been earning my pesos for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother. So let's talk about. We have uh, we talked a whole lot last week about the George Floyd situation. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we're seeing some slow justice on it. Uh, some good things are happening. You know, one good thing I have noticed concerning this situation is that everybody is making statements now. It almost looked like you a fool if you don't make a statement. Like we said last mm-hmm. week, NBA, NBA 2K had a Black Lives Matter, uh, Matter thing. I saw, man, when I went to go uh, look at something on Amazon Prime, right there at the top screen, they had it. So right. at the end of the day, I'm grateful that this message is getting out that our people matter and some of this stuff got to stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so yeah, grateful no for that, man. And I'm grateful for the effect that it's happening. I think, you know, the next generation, your son's generation, people like that, Mm they're going to make a big difference, man, because they're going to see people 22, 23, that's speaking up. And it's like, you know what? That's Mm -hmm. what we need to do. You know what I'm saying? So that's a blessing. So sports-wise, man, because we ain't going to be able to get the sports after the show, uh, we feel like that uh, we're going to have a good, good, interesting conversation with our brother Petty. Oh yeah, most the NBA is most coming back, man. I'm hearing that uh, a few people kind of got the got the they're getting a little shaky about it. They kind of like, man, I don't know if I want to go. Wojnowski, Agent Wojnowski said he heard about from about 45 players talking about they're not sure if they want to come back. So you add up 45, right? A team yeah. can carry 15. 15 yeah. times three is what 45. So that's three teams that probably ain't got no chance in heaven 
of getting to the uh, <laughs> no chance in heaven of, of actually getting to uh, the NBA championship. And uh, bingo, 45. I can pick the team. <laughs> Let's go. Washington with the brother from St. Louis. Uh, uh, Bradley Bradley Bill, Bill. Bradley Respect. You know, I yeah. think we're going to be good, but they're not this year, brother. Phoenix, why did they invite you? And uh, let's see, probably the Spurs. Even though the Spurs always win, I'll just he ain't playing. So nah, 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 nah. So this is looking like a done daughter for three of them. So they're like, man, we ain't sure about coming because you know I could get sick, bro. You ain't worried about getting sick. You know you ain't going yeah, nowhere yeah. in that playoffs. You probably ain't getting in the playoffs. So you're gonna be stuck in the Orlando Beach Hotel, but can't go to the beach to go out there and go right. get beat. On the floor. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hey. You just you isolated. You isolated to looking at the park. That's about it. Yeah. And can't even go ride a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, you know, I'm sure hey. some people that's really concerned, but I'm just saying, you know. Nobody trying to be Rudy Gobert. I get it. But they was all excited about a week ago. You know, it all changed. Yeah. Until, until you remember, oh, I can't go to strip club. <laughs> I can't leave this hotel. James Harden, man. Yeah, yeah. Ex- ex- extracurriculars can't pop off. You under strict quarantine if you're gonna do this thing. None whatsoever. So, yeah, no extracurriculars, yeah. brother. No, nah, not at all. Not at all, man. But I'm excited about it. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, that'll be the excuse for this year. And then, and again, whoever win it, I told you, I feel like it's gonna be an asterisk next to it. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm also I'm also excited about football, man. Uh, it's cool, you know. Uh, after our show, they came out with the video. All the players got together, and you know they spoke up about racism and stuff. And they made the Dale make a statement. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They was like, "Yo, we want or basically demand you to say this, 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 this." And all of it was good. Now, you know, the only trash part about it, nobody mentioned Kaepernick, and he was the one started. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, right, 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 right. Other than that, though, it, it was, I would say it was, you know, it was a decent look. Yeah, almost, no doubt. Almost good. <laughs> no doubt. And yeah. um, and we seeing change, we seeing changes in other stuff, you know, as, um, yeah. you know, um, NASCAR trying to make some changes. And I think it, it goes back to what you said, just the younger generation, man, um, the stuff that we went through, our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, our yeah. kids not really seeing it until it goes viral on the video, but our kids don't really see it that way. We so yeah. integrated now, man, that um, like they can care less about that. And, I, and um, it's carrying over, not just sports. It's always been like that in sports, but it's starting to carry over. So, yeah, it's going to it's going to people going to have to either, you know, shape up or shape out. Period. Hey, look at that. <laughs> James Harden needs yeah. to step back from the strip club facts. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Hey, let him keep going. That's why he keep throwing them duds up in the playoffs. He's too busy kicking it. It's summertime. Hey, every time we get back to the finals, their brother be a little sluggish, a little light. Well, no, no, he be a little heavy because he ain't yeah. he dropped all that money off, and you know he light and heavy. We gonna leave it at that, man. This is family show. <laughs> Bless his heart. My bad. My bad. My bad. Bless his heart. <laughs> hey man, so you check out any new music this week? I listened to, ironically, I listened to the whole CD of our guest coming up, man. And I'm gonna tell him when he come on, but man, that John was fire, that alien. Yeah, because I yeah, am a yes, base, sir. Yes, sir. I'm a very base fan, and we from the same state. So uh you got base 
75 percent you already got me if you got banks banks wing <laughs> oh yeah yeah, and yeah you got some bars too then we in here yeah, yeah. I, t- I, t- I checked out. Um, of course, I checked out um, Petty's Alien, um, a couple of other joints. Um, I've been in the house all week, man. I have truly been on quarantine, so I haven't heard yeah. no new music. I got um, some preview of the little homie, um, my little bro Ruben. You know what I'm saying? He got some fire that's in the mix, so can't sure wait for do. him to you know drop. So um, yeah, I got a little preview on that. I probably I don't know if I'm supposed to say nothing or not. If not, little bro, my bad. But don't, yeah, it's don't fire. say the name of it. You'll be safe as long as you don't say name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, bro. Why yeah, you say yeah. name? Yeah, but <laughs> believe me when I tell you, it, it was it was fire, man. And um, Respect that's about it. Man. I haven't. Yeah, no doubt. Um, happy to see him on this grind, but um, I haven't really heard nothing, man. I haven't heard nothing. You see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. heard about that. I, I heard about that. And my and my man ain't won not one race. This is most most publicity he didn't got his whole career. But so yeah. I'm gonna just leave it at that. I ain't gonna even I'm a, give I'm a, no. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it out for the for the people on, that just hear us and don't see us. Uh, Brother Dwayne Higgins says, uh, "Y'all hear about the NASCAR driver who quit who quit it after the season because he doesn't like the direction NASCAR is going." Yes. So I heard uh, today I was watching first take and they had this guy. Uh, I forget. The, it's a white guy. He got a real good beard. That's how I was remembering by. But I, I can't remember my old boy's name. But he's a real country guy. But he was talking about it. And he was like, who is this dude? This dude covers right. NASCAR. He didn't know who this dude was. So he was like, man, right. whatever. If you upset. Th- now, this is the guy that covers NASCAR. He said, man, you upset about this. Go on here. You ain't no good anyway. Basically, you trash. Yeah. Shout this out to Sammy Blevins watching on the uh, on the. Uh, on the watch party, my bad. Go ahead, bro. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody in the watch party on Robert Dean page. What's up, y'all? I appreciate it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. We don't take it for granted. Our guests will be coming in soon, y'all. So we just yeah. um buying a little time before Petty come through. Um, and I'll yeah. introduce him in a minute. Good brother, real good brother. But um, as far as the NASCAR guy goes, yeah, that's dead. You can go ahead and and finish losing races at the crib, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, now you know. I'm glad that brother brought it up, man. That was a very big deal because NASCAR has very much been known as a, uh, we'll just say, a hillbilly type sport. And it gets some hillbilly type p- tendencies. Not saying everybody was racist. I'm not going to say that. But it was a big yeah. co- Confederate flag type situation. And what we're talking about was NASCAR ruled, I believe yesterday or today, that they are banning any Confederate flags anywhere. They already banned yeah. it from like their artwork or whatever, but now they just banned it from even. If you're in the parking lot tailgate, yeah. like, hey, bro, you had to, you had to drop that off. You had to put it up. Yeah, and yeah. you know, to understand the heart of the people that you know, hey, it's, it's two inches on a Confederate flag. I got feelings on it. I know what it really stands for. But to understand the real heart of people about that, go look that post up on ESPN. Go look at the comments. All she wrote. I'm just leave it at that. It won't yeah. be. They wouldn't be favorable not the same podcast. We'll just say that, and it ain't cause of content. <laughs> they would never watch the video we'll just say it like that because <laughs> we are definitely not the same <laughs> yes <laughs> but anyway anyway yeah bro so i've been thinking about uh really really getting in the gym man i really was thinking about that my wife was talking about how she was uh wanted to get back to working out and i'm a i'm a i'm gonna be the encouragement with her to get back out there man and walk man like yesterday in the pre-show we was talking about it with petty talking about how we yeah, you yeah. know getting our, our temple together man and i've been this brother that's been skinny my whole life and like i just don't never think i ain't skinny till i look in the mirror 
So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tried something on that didn't look one way before. Yeah. Right, so, right, right, right. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get in the gym and I'm going to get this work. And speaking of work, we're going to run this song from our brother Petty D. Then we're going to bring him in. Uh, him and Rob, very close. I met this brother a few times because we both Tennessee residents. Formerly, I'm a Tennessee resident, but I'm always Memphis. I'm sorry. But, uh, much respect. This brother is literally an OG, still yeah. a Grammy nominated, been around a long yeah. time, humble, cool. Every time yeah. I met him, he's been cool. And uh, I'm not even front, like he literally been cool. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of times people yeah. say that we ain't blowing smoke, man. We ain't bringing people over here we don't really like. So <laughs> we just don't keep it real. So we like the brother, man. So let's go with it. We're going to get this work. Then we're going to bring in our brother, uh, Mr. Petty D. Time to go get it. Heavy working man and woman out there. You got to get it. You got to get it. My dog was all in, went to the pen for moving packs of that work. He out now, got a family back, and he out trying to get work. Filling out application, no work. No work. Close doors, no work. No work. He never quit. Right about to get legal paper, dog. About work, that work, that work, Every day I go to work. This uniform and this corny shirt. Every single day I'm clocking in. My family got to eat and I got to win. I gotta get to work and get out of trouble. I let the jacket jack and all the clappers clap. Y'all can have it all, I'ma hit this club. Y'all hit the block, I'm on a loading dock. I'm in this long shift and I'm so tired, but it's overtime, so I work. Y'all pay me do with a rent do with a light do, so I work. Blue collar that work. That work. White collar that work. That, work. that first shift and that second two, break y'all do it, I work. The law giving out jersey numbers for the rocks of work. It ain't worth it now to get shot for work. This here for everybody in the work game. It's your theme zone, I go get this man work, work, work. Hold on time, I get mine, I work, work, work. I'm gon' grind, I'm gon' shine, I work, work, work. I give grace, keep down safe while I work, work, work. Keep up my life, my grind tight, I work, work, work. Turn it up and get done and work, work, work. My music on and I'm gone and work, work, work. Get my theme zone on. Salute to the brother that's literally working yeah, on the video. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, What's brother? Good, man? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I got to cut that stuff off, man. I get y'all got me in here bouncing on both sides. <laughs> What's good with you, man? How your day going so far? It's going great, brother. Had a great session this morning uh, with a cat named Marcus Meston. He was the uh, guy that recorded the, uh, I mean, uh, mixed the the new song Big Monster. So yeah, yeah, new, yeah. He work. We working on some new stuff. Um, 
I'll probably post some footage of uh, he and I working together in a studio downtown. And um, it's just been it's just been it's been a good day, man. It's been a great day, despite the Roni out here. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So I'm, I'm gonna do this, man. Um, see, I didn't say nothing about it, but I want to tell everybody how real petty is, man. Um, I met this brother. Shoot, I guess about four, four or five years ago. Um, I actually met him through, I actually met him through Thizzle. So Thizzle was flying out and yeah. me and him was chopping it up. A shout out to Thizzle. Me and him was chopping it up. Yeah. And I asked, I said, um, hey, bro, is uh, Petty D still around? And he was like, it's funny you say that. I'm headed to Florida. So I didn't think nothing of it. Thizzle get to Florida. He chopping it up with Petty. He get Petty my number. I didn't ask for none of this. Petty called me like a week later, like, yo, this Petty D, I'm listening to this raspy voice on the other end. <laughs> and he was like, the Lord, the Lord told me to call you, man, and chop it up and build. And um, this God. brother has put a lot of nuggets into my um, into my port, a lot of um, life, life lessons, music lessons. And it's just been on some build type stuff, not even talking about collabs and nothing like that. So, brother, I appreciate you. And I thank you for um, taking time out your life to pour into mine, man. For real. For real. God bless you for that. Man, I, I receive that, bro. And my life is, is life is, is, is bigger than us, man. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than us. And you hear people say that, and it sounds cliche, but it's so true. When you pour your life out for other people, man, I get to live by pouring my life out into others, man. <clears throat> others may live. And my legacy um, will pass on, man. So, man, and um, this is a real brother, too, man. I it, it, This is a blessing, man. I So many people been interviewing me, man, and I, I just continue to be humble. And still be used by the Lord, man, and um, and I'm just I'm just thankful, for real. Praise God, brother. Praise God. Yeah, well, man, yeah, I, I just want to say that number one, man, I appreciate you. You know, yeah. Like I said, I've met you a few times. It was all love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's uh, what it's gonna be. It's gonna be that. Yeah, man. And I I really really appreciate it, man. And and you know, me and Rob have talked about a bunch of times that one thing that CHH we have to work on is honoring our OGs. And we want to give you respect. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You've been here a long, long time. And it's because of God. I know it's only because of God. He's kept you, man. But you put out a lot of great projects, man. You've done a lot of great stuff, man. And I don't want it to ever seem like it's overlooked. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, me and Rob are both artists, man. And was we moving in this lane right now. But I want to always give respect to where respect they, they is due. They both dope artists. You don't let that. I ain't going to let that slide up under the radar. They both dope. Appreciate that. Hey, thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. But we definitely just want to, you know, salute you, brother, for what you've been doing, man. I praise God for you, bro, for real, man. Because, look, man, I stay in St. Louis, but I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, and I love Southern music. And you don't hear it all the time. And, you know, as being a fellow brother from the South, sometimes people act like bass is ugly. Nah, bass supposed to be ugly, but ugly good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Ill, Look, man. Punk rallying, bro. Yes, sir. That yes, sir. Rallying. You know, I know everybody say like real hip hop is the boom bap, but you know, if you ain't grew up in the, where it's cold and you got to wear Tim's, then real hip hop is that bass banging in the trunk, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It, 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 real hip hop to you is where you from. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, man, salute, yeah, respect. Hip hop as far as. Well, this is what it sounds like for me if I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah, then I'm gonna keep it country. You know, yeah. if it, you know what right, I mean? right, like, right. that's the that's the part that um that the evolution of of music and genres and sub genres 
Um, it just, I think hip hop is is going through the same transition that every other uh, genre went through. You had the rock, then the, uh, the grunge rock, and then the punk rock, and then you know what I'm saying the metal rock. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? Jazz, yeah. jazz. You know, what I'm saying like it, everything goes into those transitions. And I know for me, um, I always tell people, man, that um, hip hop saved my life, but Jesus saved my soul. Say that again, brother. Mm. Say that again. Yeah, yeah. Hip hop changed, uh, saved my life, but Jesus saved my soul. And the reason why I say that is because um, I, when I was about 12, 13 years old, I used to work in a record store. And I was just a fan of hip hop. And I spent so much time in the record store. The owner of the record store was called DJ's Records in Jacksonville. Shout out Uncle Jerry. Um, and he was like, man, you spent so much time in here. I'm going to put you to work. And for a long time, it was an ongoing joke. And then um, he just he one day he just put me behind the um, behind the uh, the booth behind the teller, and um, I was the hip hop guy. You know what I'm saying? And I was 13 years old uh, doing the music. And at that time in 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 Florida, that was during the crack epidemic too. So it was a lot of my homeboys in the dope game, getting killed, getting shot, not. And I and I and I did my dirt. I mean, but a lot of the stuff that I missed. I would come back to the hood and they'd be like, yo, such and such just got killed. This happened, this happened, this happened. Where you was? Oh man, yeah. I was in the record store. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and and then when I uh when I found Jesus Christ, man, then I already was in love with hip hop, but that saved my life. But Jesus Christ saved my soul. And when I heard cats like SFC and Dynamic Twins and Talk to them. Right, 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 right. I was just like, yo, like these dudes is like rapping yeah but they yeah. you know what I mean? like as a new believer that was my that was my blueprint to walk the walk you know what i'm saying and so um for me that's what i that's when i heard slc phase three and i heard that album i was like that's what i want to do with my life and matter yeah. of fact a lot of people don't know i mean i came out of the mainstream i didn't i didn't blow up as a mainstream artist but i was i was next to blow i was i was that hood dude that was like up next, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember coming to the studio and telling dudes, man, I'm a rap for God, I'm a rap for Jesus. And I remember them laughing, like, what? You a rap for Jesus? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gonna do Jesus? <laughs> it was unheard of. You know, it was, it was unheard of. And, and yeah. you know, 20, 20 something years later, man, you ask some of the mainstream artists about Petty D, they'll, you know, they they show love, man. And and um, I, I can't do them but give God the glory for that. And I feel like I owe the, the genre of music to bring the best quality music to the table as possible and not just be a Christian version of what the world is doing. Because when I came into it, it was... Oh, 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 oh hold up, bro. Hold on. Hold yeah, we got a lot of comments. Hold on, hold on. Now, let me let me do it huh. just like... No, just on that point you just made, okay. we don't have to be the Christian version of... Say it again. Say it one more time. We don't have to be the Christian version of what the world, world is doing. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Say it again. Like yes, Say it with I your like chest, that. brother. I, mean, I, came, I came from an era of originality. Everything was all about originality. So yeah. it was like, if I'm a, if if I'm a be a if I'm a be a, I went hard for the world and I went hard in the streets. So now I'm rapping for God. I'm gonna go hard for God. You know what I'm saying? Me, if there wasn't besides SFC and Dynamic Twins and, and and shout out to the gangsters like that template of. You had to keep it real. It was all about being 100% real. 
Yeah. And I remember right, right, right. my tapes out in the hood before I had a deal because I wanted to use my testimony because people knew me in the hood. So instead of me passing out tracks, I used to remember passing out my cassettes, man, to the hood dudes but, and the yeah. dudes who had systems. You know what I'm saying? The dudes who had um, uh, uh, booming systems and saying, man, listen to this. Because I knew that it changed my life and the music is perpetual. And if they could hear the message yeah, yeah. Through, the through the banging beats, yes. then I knew that um, if it turned me around, it could turn them around. Big fat. Yeah. Job. Yeah, Big yeah, for so, for so. All right, brother, we've been nice. We showed you love. We'll tell you about how much we love you. <laughs> now it's time to put this brother through the ringer for Jesus. Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let my brother Rob go first. Y'all brothers, but uh, get him, Rob. Get him. Now I'm kidding. I'm hey, kidding. Hey, ahead, hey, hey, so check this out. A couple of people went out and they was listening to that work, said you sound like, you know, Fizzle mixed with a David Banner. But what they failed to realize, it was you. Yep. Got- Gospel gangsters, new wire, yeah. LGYs. Like y'all was the sevens, the bizzles, the reconciles, the fizzles, the Derek Miners before it was popular. So my question to you is talk about how I was and what you had to go through being from the streets with the tats, the trap flow in the church before it was accepted or considered cool like it is now. Man, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough, man. And I ain't gonna even downplay it man it was real rough man i remember i remember shedding tears and not understanding and praying to god like god i came out these streets and from where i'm from it's all about keeping it real and it's like lord i'm keeping it real i'm just giving my testimony you know the streets was feeling it like people who needed it and and i remember my pastor telling me that your ministry is not for the is for those who need it is it's not for the people when somebody can can give you a grade or a grade point on um, what God is doing, then it's not for them. It's no different than what the Pharisees did when Jesus was healed. Oh, well, he did it on the Sabbath. And oh, well, you weren't blind. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. And once I realized that people was giving me a grade point and the people that, that really loved me was supporting it. And I remember one of my homeboys, he was a, deep, he was a dope boy. And I remember when my album dropped and I gave him my album and um, I remember him looking for me. He, he blowed his horn and he had a uh, fire drop top, uh, uh, drop top convertible. And he pulled over to me. He's like, man, I've been looking for you, bro. I just want to tell you. He said, I got this story to tell you. And he said, um, he said, man, when, when you gave me your CD, um, he said that morning he had to take his daughter to work. And usually, you know, back then it was all about having the, you know, nine disc, ten disc CD changer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. And he's like, okay, I always used to have to change my CDs when my daughter get in the car. He said, I remember I had your CD, and he said, man, I bumped it, took her to school, and um, and then he was like, I remember at noon I had to take my mama to the grocery store, and I was bumping your CD, and she was like, you better turn that mess off, you know, like that mess. He said, he said, no, nah, mama, this D, this D from the hood, man. You know, he he rap for God now. And he said, man, his mama loved it. She enjoyed it. She uh, uh, enjoyed the sinner's prayer and the music. And he, yeah, said, that, right, right. he said that night, him and his homeboys went to the club and they bumped and they say, man, this D, bro. He was like, this dude from my hood. And they bumped the, the album all the way to the club and all the way back. And he said, man, it hit me that night. He said, if I, I ain't never had a CD where I can let my daughter hear, my mama hear, and my homeboys hear. And he looked at me, bro. This was in 1999. And he mm. looked me in my eyes, bro. And he said, bro, you got something special here, man. 
He said, man, keep speaking for the people. Keep telling the truth. And um, right, right. it's going to change a lot of lives. This is from a hood dude, man. And, and I just ain't look back. But, uh, you know, I had microphones cut off on me, man. I've been called a devil. You know what I'm saying? I'm bringing the world to the church. A lot of the things that's normal now, dudes wearing grills, tats, you know what I'm saying, swag and all that, it's yeah. normal. But, I mean, I was just being 100% me. Like, as far right, as like, right. you know what? God changed me and he changed my life, but he left my personality the same. And I, my whole thing was to be real so that I can relate to my homeboys and relate to the people that came out of the world and that needed Jesus and uh, something that they could bump. But little did I know that it was going to set a fire under the, the young people in the church. So, you know, I used right, to right, right. rap and say, man, my music ain't for the church, it's for the world. And, 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 and partial of that was true. But what happened to the kids that need something to keep them going, man? So yeah, yeah, my whole thing yeah. was my music is for the church and for the world. It's to keep the young people that's in the church and in the body of Christ encouraged and have music to bump. And, and you know, I used to have uh, fans. Speak on it. Yeah, people used to say, man, you know what, man? Like, now I'm not, these was the church kids. Like, yo, now I'm not ashamed. I, I always bump your music, and I'm, now I'm not ashamed to play your music around my unsafe friends and at school and you know I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm not yeah. And it, it gave them a sense of pride. You know what I'm saying? And the and the world was like, yo, like this this bumping. And then they'd be like, he ain't cuss yet. But to to that to keep that focus, it that made me feel like, you know what, no matter what the religious people are doing, no matter what the so-called um, um, people in authority. Now, I, I I was always obedient and loyal to authority, but God put level people in my authority that uh, people in, in levels of, of authority that supported the ministry. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it was hard, man. I had, I, like I said, I've had microphones turned on me, turned off on me, been turned down, told I was a devil, turned, told I was too urban, basically too black. I had uh, stuff was too real. Mm. Um, you know, uh, that ain't a Jesus. He ain't quoting no scriptures. Why he ain't say this and why he ain't say that. And it, mm -hmm. it was rough, man. But the, the number one focus was when I go to the prisons and when I was still, because when I had a deal, bro, I still was passing out CDs in the hood. Yeah. yeah. Know, I, yeah. I still was passing out CDs in the hood That's... and trying to explain yeah. to people. When it got mm -hmm. to the point where I'm walking up on dude's car and they blowing weed and they roll their windows down. I'm like, what's up, man? My name Petty B. I'm a such such. Bro, we know who you is, bro. You we said such such such. We always keep doing what you're doing, bro, because people want to see that light, man. And it wasn't about yeah. the TV. And, this was before all the TV and film stuff and all that. And so I've always tried to make sure that, man, this thing is about that message, man. It ain't about crossing over. It's about yeah. being across over. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so, my question, brother. What do you believe is better for an artist? Being signed or staying independent? Woo! I've been on both sides of that. Yeah. And I would say in this, in this era of music, it's a definite blessing to be independent. 
if you can get if you can build the right team around yourself because you can't make it alone. You know what I'm saying? You can't yeah. make it because you're just one person. Hey, say you say that again, team. brother. Say that again, please. You have to build a team. You cannot make it alone. You can't yeah. make it alone. I've 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 never um uh uh prided myself on being the the most talented person or most this or most that, but I do my best to not. Be a, I don't want to be a jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah, right. You know, you got some artists they they um and it's cool. You know, they they rap, produce, do the CD cover, do the this. this but by at the end of the day, you're gonna be burnt out. So you right. got to make it, you got to build a team of people around you. Of course, you could do it yourself until you get that team. But you got to build that around you. Um, but some people just chase getting signed, and you lose a lot of your freedoms, even with the money. If you're cre- a creative person, look at what Lil Wayne went through. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Look at mm-hmm. what Wayne went through, man. And you could, for me, be being a signed artist and then starting my own label and having investors and having people make those certain decisions on your behalf when you have a vision and be, because they're the money people and they don't see the vision, it's not going to come to pass and you get frustrated. Just to yeah. watch him as a as an artistic person and watch his frustration, I understood that, you know, but everybody else, oh, he got millions, or he Lil Wayne, he's, but he loved to record and to be an artist and to be able to have, be an artist and to have your mouth, you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, it's just like being a basketball player and, you know, losing your arms. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not being yeah. Able to yeah. So there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of um, uh, pigeonholes and, and ties to being a, a to being a, a signed artist, but um, if you can find a, a, a healthy medium and a healthy balance, and for me, it's always been owning my label and getting great distribution, and um, and, yeah. and funding myself. You know, what I'm saying finding the funding, and I've always lived by this. And everybody that I that I deal with, the people that I show love to, I always and I was taught this by a cat named Mo Henderson. He was on uh, I was on signed to a label called Shabak Entertainment. My first three I remember albums. that. And a uh, shout out to Mo. Um, he always told taught me to make one move that's worth 10 moves. Mm. And the way to make one move is you get somebody that'll say, well, it looked good for me. It looked good for me to have a show in New York, have a show in L.A., have a show. And they're doing all this and they running up the bag on themselves, trying to look like they're doing it big. And but mm. you know they traveling and they they you know what I'm saying they're running up credit cards and running mm-hmm. up everything just mm-hmm. to say I had a show in LA I had a show and you know 20 people showed up versus making one move that's worth 10 moves and going where you celebrated and not tolerated if you yes, show, uh, you get love right there in the south if you get love right there in your city in, in the surrounding towns and the people that know you and and, and showing love, man, you could do a 10 city tour just in your state. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you want, I mean, 10, you know, a hundred people in a hundred people or 500 people per show in your state is no different than 500 people in all these other different states. Big facts. Big facts. I, yeah. I think, yeah. I think that people, the, the, the internet is, 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 makes it more so trying to look bigger than you really are versus reaching the people. I mean, and if you in this for souls and if you in this for people, you know, if I if I reach a thousand people yeah. in the state of Tennessee, that's a thousand people. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. Um, 
And then it's just like it's just like credit. Once you build up that, and once you build up, then the labels will come to you. Mm, yeah, it's just, it's just like yeah. it's just like imperfect business of negotiation. When you have when you know, my homeboy little rascal, shout out to Raz, like yeah, yeah, loops, yeah, man. He used to always say, "Never go to the negotiating table with your ribs showing." Mm. Mm. Never go. Speak on that table real table. quick. For, for those, so those who don't know what that means. When you go to the negotiating table with your ribs showing, yeah, you got a hot single, you doing something, but you keep knocking on these um these um major labels and these labels doors and locking on their door. You checking for them, they ain't checking for you. So they have the they have the uh the upper hand, and mm. then therefore they're gonna tell you, you'll hear them, they'll tell you what you don't have. And that's kind of like going to a pawn shop. You got something valuable that it but they talking you down. Well, you ain't got this, and we're gonna have to do this, and we're gonna have to do that for you, we're gonna have to do this for you, and then your mind, man, I just want a deal, I just want a deal, I just want a deal, and then a year later, you realize. Man, that was not really necessarily a bad deal, but you was hungry, and you were so desperate for a deal, and so desperate to be on a reputable name label that yeah. you didn't have enough equity built up in yourself mm. that you can negotiate the proper deal of what you're worth. You don't get what you're worth; you get what you negotiate. Mm. You got to remember, <laughs> remember in the business. You got to remember in the business. This is called a music business. It's not called a music music. Mm. Right, when, right, right. When you stay independent and you go hard and you getting on your knees and you asking the Lord, Lord, guide me. Help me to make one move that's worth 10 moves. Help me to stay, keep my ear to the street. But at the same time, help me to uh, stay on my knees and stay in your word. Help me to um, uh, find uh, creative ways to get my music out there that's not flooded. When you yeah. do that, then God will open up doors and then you can be able to feed yourself on the on the creativity and the blessing that God gave you. Then when the labels yeah. come to you, they're gonna say, Oh man, you know, we you know what I'm saying we see you, we see we we see what you're doing, it's just that another man. You really don't need them, you really don't need what they got. So now you're in a better level of negotiation. Mm. Mm. And so uh, I, I hope that answers the question. So just to find, I mean, if you're it, if we, if we had this right there, what, what artists have now, to be able to have yeah. digital distribution, yeah. direct connection to the people, because that at, back in the day, that's all a that's all a label was doing was presenting right. you to the people, right? And you couldn't get in front of ten thousand people, but they could. But mm -hmm. now you can get in front of ten thousand people. You can exactly. get in front of ten thousand people with the with the with the right quality material. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So, I, I wouldn't rush to sign a deal. And if it is a deal, it has to be the best deal for you. It's like, you know, getting a car. If your credit is bad, they're going to hit you with that high interest rate. But Big if your facts. credit is A1, you can get that zero down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, right, right. You know, but then on the spiritual side of it, man, just do what God called you to do. Mm. Do what God called you to do and ask the Lord, how can I get this music in front of people and how can I go where I'm celebrated and not tolerated? And everybody want to flood the uh, websites. Everybody want to flood. But there's a lot of people out there, man, that just want the message and they need that message. Yeah. People hurting people dying, dying from this virus. Um, I heard a dude say, um, um, you know, I heard and I, and I kept quiet for a little while, but I, I finally started saying something. 
And when they the young guys start saying uh, Christian hip hop, CHH is dead. That's the stupidest uh, statement that you could ever make out of your mouth. Number one, how can you kill something that the whole premise of it is artists that rap about a savior that rose from the dead? Big facts. Big facts. <laughs> the whole premise of what we talk about Come on, bro. is having a faith to rap about someone who rose from the dead. So yeah. how can you kill that? Right. Number two, I can always tell that those statements come from somebody young. So those come from somebody who hasn't received what they thought they should receive from it. Mm-hmm. EHH might be dead to you because right. the seeds you planted didn't re- you didn't receive the harvest right. that you sowed. Yeah. So it didn't. Speak so it's dead to you. It might be dead. Right. It's dead right. to you. But. Yeah. As long as there's prisons out there, as long as there's high schools out there, as long as there's homeless people, as long as there's people out here still committing suicide and killing themselves, as long as there's people out here in the hood still dealing dope and getting killed on the streets, CHH and Christian hip hop and what we speak in in our music is going to always be necessary and needed and alive and well. Praise God, brother. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. It's big facts, man. Because uh, yeah, man. Like I say, like you said, people say it's dead because it's dead to them. Because they couldn't. They it they may have came in heart. looking for a meal ticket. Or they exactly. came in trying yeah. to be yeah. Lecrae. This person and this person make it. Right. And so I'm gonna try that, and it didn't re- because right. now you God made you to uh, sow corn, but you see that this person making money off lettuce, so you're just gonna do lettuce. Talk to him. Where you live at <laughs> the ground. Won't right. even won't even yield that. So it's yeah. dead to you. So yeah. I'm not gonna try to do that no more because it's dead. So now because you got a little funky little uh ten thousand followers, fifteen thousand followers, you want to say it like it's something official. That ain't official. Right. Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead, and I'm gonna keep rapping about it. You can't kill that. It's Thanks. dead to you. Amen. It's Thanks. dead to right. you because you ain't getting the harvest or what the seed that you planted. Mm-mm-mm. Come on, bro. Like for real, how you gonna yeah. kill me, man? Jesus saved my soul, bro. I've been rapping for the Lord, bro. I, I, I was supposed to been dead, bro. I was yeah, supposed yeah. to been dead. Me yeah. and my homeboys supposed to been dead. How you gonna kill something like that that brought people from death to life? It's too many testimonies yeah. of this music saving lives, bro. Yeah. But you try, you yeah. try not to take no record sales, and because you ain't get the sales you wanted, and because you put this much on this site and you and they cipher money out of you and you ain't getting the views you want it's mm. dead it ain't dead bro it's alive and well and jesus is still lord bro yeah. right i see uh, bro, this, i get turned up on that bro yeah bro yeah that, yeah that, that is uh yeah big 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 fact. hey hey man you put it in it couldn't have been put no other way you know what i'm saying that was the best way to do it on that one man like you speaking to it because so many artists get frustrated and be like well this ain't my calling and like you said um me and c talked about this i understand that my music you told me this a long time ago when i told you about a couple of artists that kind of dissed me back in the day mm-hmm. names don't matter but you told me rob go where you celebrate it not tolerate it and i guarantee you you won't have no worries. And and when I started doing that, brother, I had no worries. Amen. I had no worries. You know what I mean? And putting God first, of course, but I'm just talking yeah. about I was so worried about being on the lineup, being on the ticket. So, you know, like salute to you because you've been preaching this 
since I met you. This ain't no this ain't no interview fluff, y'all. It's the real deal right here. I've been real my entire life, bro. I'd rather go somewhere where it's a hundred people that know every word, bro. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or, this is going somewhere where it's five hundred thousand people and they just standing there with their arms folded. Right, right. You know what I'm saying, I mean, man, yeah. bro. And then yeah. with the TV and film placement, I began to look for other avenues because you got to remember, man. There was a time in the late, uh, in the early two thousands, man, where it was dudes out here trying to chop gospel rappers' heads off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we was at the devil, and I was in all the little, you know, they had me in all the little, uh. The little cue cards and all the little videos saying, oh, you know, I was a Illuminati and all this kind of stuff, man. And so I said, God, you know, and, and, and there were churches that literally the the year before brought me in and then would say, nah, you know, our pastor got a hold of this and this is another. Now he ain't yep. got gospel rap no more. And the youth pastor called me and he's, man, I'm so hurt, Patty, man. We know you come every year, but now they on this right now. You know what I'm saying? And I say, Lord, I got to, you know, still do what you call me to do. And yeah. God opened up other doors, man. And so, you know, it, it's been a calling, bro, because I ain't going to lie, bro. I tried to quit. You know, mm. I tried to quit music, bro. So it, it, it's been a call. It is a calling, man. It is definitely a calling. Right? Yeah. Hey, well, um, right, brother. since we, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Since we on industry talk, um, just for a high second, um, what don't the artist is trying to get on right now? You know, they see the popularity side of things. Explain to them that the industry is the industry, be it gospel or secular, like from your standpoint. Because some people think, because I'm gospel, I'm going to be treated different and it should be love. I'm so glad you said that, bro. I'm so glad <laughs> you said that. I'm going to tell you from the business side and, and the spiritual side. From the business side, first and foremost, uh, all of the major gospel. Uh, Labels are subsidiaries of the mainstream labels. Facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you really under a mainstream label. You really it's a mainstream label. So it's the same mentality. A lot of times they'll put Christians involved with the Christian with the main with the Christian labels. But you're still dealing with the same type of people. You're still dealing with people that have ego. And I always say this, man. And people and people um until I elaborate on it. People don't really understand this statement when I say this. The music industry is a lot like the drug game. It's a lot like the dope game. Because entertainment in itself, the the, the, the dope game attracts so many different evils and so many type of people. When when that particular person go to the dope house and they just want a a sack of weed, you going they selling crack in there. It's prostitution in yep. there. It's all yep. this stuff going on. You see this girl that's been missing for three days. You see this person, mama. You see yeah. people getting beat up. Oh, you yep. want to win yep. a sack? I just want a sack of weed. But you in the dope house. So, <laughs> right. right. You, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, it, it attracts killers. It attracts pedophiles. It, you know, the drug game because so many people in that underworld. There's so many yep. different types of evils that are attracted to money, to illegal right. money yeah. in the underworld, in the cocaine, in the meth, in the, in the right, child right. pornography, and the, you know, all this stuff, people selling organs and all, all that stuff going on in the black market in the underworld. It's the same thing in the music industry. Because mm. of the entertainment of it, the beautiful women are attracted to it, beautiful artists, um, ego, 
people who are in talent base, people who want fame, people who yeah. are attracted to a, a, a kind of the pimp mentality that they'll see a talented artist. The talented artist is no different than a beautiful girl. Uh, and then she wants to be a movie star. And then they end up, she came out to Hollywood to be a movie star. She ended up doing porn. It's no different than some of these artists. They came out to rap, to sing for God. And then before you know it, you know, they're singing for God. But this, um, you know, this, um, this, uh, this label is pimping them out of their royalties. And, you know, you hear artists, the, the, the key words that a lot of these pimps are looking for is when these artists say, it's not about music, it's not about the money, it's about ministry. And once those labels hear that, they go, oh, okay, we're going to take get him. So two, three years later, when they have a major art, when they have a major um, uh, record and they still living in the hood and the label and they got a, you know, sold half a million records and they ain't got a royalty check because these people are taking their money. And mm. then you get all kinds of different people that deal with it. And you just really, it's harder because a lot of people cloak themselves. It's actually a little, a little harder in the Christian music industry because a lot of people cloak themselves behind the name of Jesus. In the street, mm. in the streets, you know who don't rock with you. You know yeah, who don't right, rock with you. Right. In the rap game, you know who ain't rocking with you. You, you know who don't like you. In the Christian right. music you don't know who don't like you. It was plenty of artists that came to me that that after years later say, you know what, bro? I didn't like you for a long time. You know what I'm saying? It hurt my heart, man. Mm. Man, I didn't like you for a long time. But my big homies and my homies and this person didn't like you and this person didn't like you. But the whole time, I never knew them artists didn't like me because they didn't agree with my method of ministry. Yeah. Right, right. They just built something up in their heart. And that's still from the streets. A lot of dudes that's living for the Lord still got a lot of street stuff they're dealing with. A lot of mm-hmm. these dudes came from the streets, and now it was, yo, you don't rap like me, and you ain't got bars to, yo, you don't rap Christ like me. Mm-hmm. Yo, right, you ain't right. mm-hmm. like me. Yo, that dude, he bringing the church world to the church, and there, and then there's a standoffishness, and you don't know who don't like you, and then they pass that to their disciples. Yep. So it's a, it's a lot difficult, man. So for me, I I just show love, man. I, I show love to yeah. the love. Facts. Yes. Yep. Facts. So it, it's harder, man. It's harder. And, and and on the talent side of it, to be a, I, I salute gospel rappers with that crazy flow because it takes a whole lot more talent to be relevant in your music, to not cuss in your music, to mm-hmm. not talk about the same subject matters that everybody else talking about, and to ba- make banging quality material. So I yeah. salute that man, and um, so and then, but the reward in that, and I want if there any any young artist or any artist hearing this, hear me well. It is don't disrespect what God has put in you because for what we rap about and what we sing about, our shelf life is ten times longer than a mainstream artist. Mm. It's ten times longer because we're speaking life to people. We're not talking mm. about it's not dated music. We're not talking. I'll sound like a fool if I talked about rolling on 20 inch rims right now. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> because that's something that connected to a certain time period. Right. Right. So right. when these rappers are rapping about cars and clothes and certain time periods and certain uh, fads, 
it is limited to that time period. Yeah. And what we're talking, that's why people love Pac so much. That's why people love Lauren Hill so much. Because what they were talking about constantly speaks to the soul. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you have a genre yeah. of music that speaks to people's soul, man, that don't die, bro. So take pride in being a Christian artist, in rapping for Christ or singing for Christ because your shelf life is 10 times longer because you're speaking life through your message. And when you gone, your, your message still going to be speaking. Take pride, in that. Mm. Take pride in that. Don't, don't downplay that. Yeah. Don't downplay yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. How did you come up with your name? I never heard this story. Yeah, this is gonna tell my age right here. My name is Dwayne. <laughs> so, so basically, I came up in the age of Cool Mo D, Heavy D. Yeah, <laughs> everybody had you know the D, a D or a T Balls. or something at the end of their name. <laughs> no, man, man, I wanted to be a rapper when I even when I was a kid, man. Like I said, 12, 13 years old, I yeah. want I wanted to be an artist, and I remember in in I think maybe maybe been junior high school. I remember my teacher they pass out the SAT test. Yeah. They would always pass it out. Uh the test had your name on it and it, it was typed in. And it would have your last name first and your first initials last. Mm. And so my last name is Petty. P-E-T-T-Y. Yeah. My first initial is D. Yeah. And when my paper came up I said, Petty D. I said, ooh, that sound like a rapper name. That sound like a rapper name. So it was always P-E-T-T-Y-D. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, when that, I've always been a student of music. So my name has always been Petty D. But I've always been a student of music, and I always keep my ear to the streets, and I always try to, um, to never continue to be myself, but to always keep evolving, always keep evolving, always keep evolving. And then when everybody started killing the D, they started taking the D off their name and that was kind of played out. And that was kind of started to be an 80s thing. Mm-hmm. What I did was I changed the Y to an I and then just added a e, two E's to the end of the petty D so that they could just look uniform. And I know it was going to be weird to people, but I know people would never forget. Right. Right, so that, right, that, that right. my legal name and I just made it an artist name. Dope. But yeah. people, I've been called pedigree. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I, I can you imagine, man? Two thousand people, man. I, I I did a mega church one time, and you know, the dude introduced me, and now I'm coming to the stage, P Diddy. <laughs> what? Did he say what? Oh, <laughs> pedigree. Yeah. Uh the dudes in Houston used to call me Potty. <laughs> put it all together. Potty. So, all right. <laughs> That's how I came with Teddy Reed. Yeah. All right. That, 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 was, that was you, bro? That was, that was the question? Yeah. I didn't that, know if that you read that out. No, no, that was oh, okay. I, and I, I didn't and know if you had read it out. I'm along with it. And I'm along, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have been trying to do my best to. Uh, <laughs> I have really been trying to do my best to behave myself, and people say, "Oh man, you you know what I'm saying like you you be real calm." I thought your music you was gonna get on the the whole time. I said, "Oh, he in there. 
Don't get to me, you know. <laughs> well, I, I like to tell people, man, like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? They, they say, well, your, your music sounds different when you interview and when you talk. And I always tell people, man, I, I feel like David, man. I know how to, I know how to, I play the harp, but I know how to swing the sword, too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Rob. I, Rob, I know yeah. you next. Let me let me toss in this. My my wife had a question. She put it on here. So let's toss this in here. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Come she on. She says, man. let's discuss industry versus real life. How do aspiring artists with families balance Ooh. music aspirations with working full time? What advice can you give? That's mine. You got a winner, yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. you got a winner, right? That question tells me a lot. You got a winner, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> there is always a balance in for me, um, because and this kind of goes back to uh being an independent artist and not and, and kind of being shunned out because I had to. You know, I was doing the big, the big shows and the big because I, I thank God for. I, I don't like to call them fans, but just for the lack of words, my fans and my and my kinfolk, I call yeah. them my family and my kinfolk. Those are the people. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have been able to to do the things that I was doing in the industry because a lot of the shows and a lot of things that I've been able to accomplish, these people had you know managers and booking agents and all that. Shoot, it was man. They love my music, but as far as the industry, they were scared. Mm. Like from my background and the and the real stuff and the stories that they heard, you know, um about me, they didn't want to touch it. Like it was they loved it and they wanted to see it succeed, but they were too afraid to see something to, to try something different. Yeah. But if it wasn't for mm-hmm. my family that I call my friend fans and my kinfolk, uh, when the major companies and with the major um uh, 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 shows they would do these. Um, they would have all the fans come in, and at the end of these uh festivals, they would have these things where they would say, Who who do you think we should have next on the festival? Mm-hmm. Thousands of people would put Patty D, and they would mm. just didn't know who I was. And they and so I would get all these calls, man. And uh, we sat down with major uh managers, and they either were afraid to take me on, um because of my look and my sound and and not really being willing to break that barrier mm-hmm. or we were already doing by default what they could do for us. Yeah. And my wife became mm-hmm. a manager by default, man. The phone was just ringing. It mm-hmm. was just ringing, ringing. And then she became my manager and then she became my booking agent. And then our table became her office. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and yeah. it just, it just turned into this whole thing. So for me, my dream first, see, I was never married. I mean, my I mean, my my mother and father were never married. My wife's mother and father were never married. So when we got married, we broke two generational curses. Praise God. So that was the first goal, yeah. the, the first goal and the first dream. I've been with my wife for 30 years. Since uh 1990, we started dating in the 10th grade. Hold on. <laughs> Hallelujah. 30 years, bro, Yes, sir. Um, we've been married for, we just celebrated on the seventh. We've been celebra- uh, married for 24 years. And, um, for her, it was, I'm not finna have her 
book all these shows and then leave my family. This is my family. I yeah. didn't know no better. I didn't know that you don't bring your family on the road. I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> so, shoot, man, I had, we had two armed babies. You know, they, they 21 and 20 now, but yeah. we were armed babies, man. And that was my wife. So she was my booking agent, my manager, and she handled the business and, and it just made sense for, for them to be on. The, and we didn't want to you know what I'm saying? We didn't want to leave our kids with nobody. So we took our kids with us, man. And that inspired a lot of other artists. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I left my family at home. Every time I see this dude, he got his own family. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of started the and I didn't I did not know that wasn't a thing no unspoken rule that you just don't do. Yeah. But I was doing it, which inspired a lot of artists to say, hey, if you're gonna bring me in, you're gonna have to. How, instead of giving me one plane ticket, how about you? We just rent a car and I bring my whole family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, right. and so, but um, there was a time where the kids started getting into school and it became a little bit too much for her. So she became my personal manager. We ended up hiring a business manager. I ended up having to tour a lot more. And so uh, having other artists on the road with, with me starting the label. And my family wasn't used to daddy not being there. And I remember one time my, my son started talking. I think he might have been three or four. I don't know where he heard this from. It might have been three. And he, my wife called me and she was crying and she was like, so, what's going on? And I had been gone so long, man. My son uh, asked my wife, he's like, does daddy still love us? Oh, no. Mm. It's like, Jesus. he ain't coming home. I was just like, he didn't understand it, you know what I'm saying? He did not understand mm. where daddy is, you know what I'm saying? He didn't understand that, bro. And, it, and for him at that age to to feel like equating not being there to that love, it's like, no, nah, bro, I got to do something. I got to do something different. You know, I got yeah. to move this different. And, um, and then that's when I started making one move that's worth 10. That's when I started saying, you know what? Instead of me doing five shows here at this place, let me sit back push the music, do more videos, be more um, prevalent in these areas, and then go somewhere where I'm appreciated and, and you know, 500,000 people show up. Amen. And then, um, but yeah, it's it, it's been a thing. Like for me, I wanted to bring a, a, a healthy balance to answer her question. I, I went out of my way to make sure that I brought a healthy balance to it because um, not only did I uh, minister to young people, but I would always go out of my way to reach the the minister's children, the pastor's kids. Yeah. And I would sit down right, and right, right. Kids, man, when I would tour, and and they all it was all the same thing. They all had this animosity against the church. They always had this animosity against the congregation because they felt like I, I, one of the kids was like, "I really hate when people say hey, my dad's their dad." You know, I see how some people call their pastor daddy and mm -hmm. my spiritual father and all this. And a lot of them kids, man, hate him because he he's there more for them than he is for us. And they always say mm -hmm. pastor kids are, are, are the worst kids and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not blaming pastors for, for the bad kids, but a lot of that, man, is rebellion because they don't have their father. Right. And a lot of artists, a lot of major artists deal with that, too, Christian and mainstream. Mm. And that mm. scared me, bro. And that thing scared me, bro. And I went out of my way to make sure that that wasn't the uh, the uh, the life of my children. 
And so, man, I, I went out of my way to make sure that there was a healthy balance. If I had to leave, then when I came back, I gave them my undivided attention. Yeah. No calls, no nothing, no none of that. I'm with my kids, and I vocalized that with them. I'm not going to the studio. I'm not doing no more interviews. I was, this is my time with my kids. And they felt like, yeah, my, my daddy put this. This my daddy. This my daddy. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. right. And to her point, I have to let artists know that don't, young artists, don't make your wife feel bad because at the end of the day, she needs her husband. She yes. don't need the, the national recording artist who, such as, who this is another. And then you yeah. saying, well, baby, I know you want me to change the diapers and you want me to do this and you want me to be there at the doctor's office, but I got to spread this gospel. And I got, and she don't want to come against the Lord. She don't mm-hmm. want to come. Your wife don't want to come against the things of God, but you putting her between the rock and a hard place because yeah. she need her husband. Yes, but she right. don't want to speak right. against. The, she don't want to speak against the things of God. And yeah. you investing all the money and the car breaking down, but you spending three thousand dollars, four thousand dollars on a video mm. because you mm. want this particular producer, this per- particular engineer, or this particular director to direct it, and you feel like you're gonna get more views, and then you're gonna get more popular, and then all this, baby, all this for us, and all this is no man. Do we lose them? You gotta use nah, wisdom. Man, we got, yep, amen. You gotta use wisdom. So bring, bring that balance, young mm. husband. You are husbands first, because if people stop checking for you, you gotta come back to that family. And trust me, I got mainstream. I'm, I'm not gonna throw the money to boss, but I got some mainstream friends that got platinum plaques and traveled the world. And at the end of the day, you know, one of them in particular told me, he was like, man, you know what, bro? He was like, I wish I had a relationship with my children that you have with your children. He said, Mm -hmm. man, because I traveled the world, but my kids don't care about them platinum plaques. And he was like, man, my daughter, my son called me and was like, uh, his sister had a little, a boy in the room and mama at work. And, you know, she act like they married. And he was like, man, she mad at me. My daughter mad at me. She don't have no respect. She don't want, you know, I can't come, I can't come back home right now. And I just wish I had that relationship where they respect yeah. me. You wasn't there for me. You know what I'm saying? You everybody fans, you everybody fan, and you the biggest artist and all this kind of stuff, but you ain't you was my daddy. And mm. fathers, we have to bring that. And so when you cool off and people ain't checking for you, you still got to be a father and a husband. And God will not trust me, God will not let you miss out on something that you call to miss that that you call to. Thanks. You ain't gonna miss nothing that God have for you, uh, putting your family first. Yep. Yeah. So it's a balance, and it is a consistent balance at every level. So my wife had a follow up question. I think okay. it's a good one. I was gonna let Rob go. Hey, Queen. I hope I answered your question. Yeah. She 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 saluting all these things. She said balance. She all on it. Follow up question. Was there ever a time when money, when the money wasn't there, where you wanted it to be? How did you manage being an artist with the responsibility of being the provider? Young and aspiring artists need this. This is facts. Yes. Well, she hit me home runs, boy. <laughs> Next week, I need to just, we're going to get on with her. She going to ask me questions, bro. Like, for real, like, yeah. y'all got some amazing questions. And you got a hey, hey, queen, if you listening, you know what I'm saying? He owe you dinner, man. He owe you dinner because you bringing the heat. And you a real one, so uh, yep. you know, Patty D told you I was a real one. So, you know <laughs> right, I'm gonna hear it later. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, and I'm being transparent here. When the um, tw- 2008, 2009, when the economy hit, it hit us really hard. Um, I had major distribution with Sony. Um, I own my label. Um, you know, uh, Resurrections with Vet. That album was nominated for a stellar. I was mm-hmm. touring the country, touring the world, touring in Africa, you know, doing all these big things. My wife and I had just bought our dream home. Uh, we owned a studio that not only was I using, but uh, other artists were using the studio as well. We had, it was just, it was, we had worked all those years, man. And it was finally paying off. You know what I'm saying? It was finally paying off. I had a, a, a major business partner. Um, we were signing artists. You know, we had um, we had a, a little profit. We yeah. had other artists that we was investing in, and um, and things were just going amazing, man. And then the economy hit, and it hit people like myself hard because we were getting. This was when Napster hit. And man, we was just getting, um, you know, our record sales was dropping because, you know, we were selling a lot of CDs during that time. Yeah. And we, you know, the bookstores started closing. Um, uh, Napster was uh, was was um, was uh, uh, pi- excuse me, piracy was real heavy. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of legal battles uh, fighting a lot of um, uh, websites, legal piracy websites. Um, man, shows weren't coming in. Uh, record stores was closing. People that I partnered with, the uh, the, the, the the company that I, that I partnered with, filed for bankruptcy. So it was rough, man. We had to um, narrow down the label and just narrow it to just distribution only. I pretty much let everybody out of their contract, but I still vowed to help everybody. We had to uh, short sell our home. Um, it was hard, man. It was some, it was some hard time. And man, my wife was really mad at God for a long time, man. Mm. It, it affected us both. It, it, it affected both of us really hard, but it affected us in two extreme, extremely different ways. She just kind of, because she prayed, she prayed, she prayed, she prayed. And I saw, uh, God, I, I saw God, yet and still this is happening to me. It's happening to thousands of other people, but yet and still I saw God's hand. It's more so like being in the fire. Yeah. Um, and then saying, I'm in the fire and it's hot, God, but I know you're not gonna let me come out and be burned. Mm. You know, and um it was rough, man. It was it, it was because we had work, you got you guys gotta understand from 1993, was able to release an album then. Then I recorded an album in 1997. And in 1997, that album was destroyed. Um, that album was, was, um, was back in the day, we had these big uh, ADATs yeah. and, and like VCR tapes. 
and they were left in a hot room and the whole my album my official album was um was destroyed so i had to start all over from scratch Jesus. took me a year to record my debut album from 1998 it came out in 1999 and then from 1999 all the way up to you know to to thug love and we were finally reaping the harvest man and then it was just like you know two years of prosperity and just things just really popping off shows and and all that and then it just man it's just like the rug it's like we hit a brick wall and it was to know it was to know um to know um you know a, a cause of our own yeah you know we yeah. had we had hundreds of thousands of dollars uh uh stole from us during that time too Jesus. in the industry mm. so we both were mm. really, really hurt and my wife was really, really hurt, really angry, and really angry at God. And I was really angry at the industry. And uh, I was just like, man, you know, I'm just going to live for God. And I ain't down with this music thing no more. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, nobody's going to care anyway. You know, they already say I'm the devil. They already say, I'm, you know, and all that stuff started kicking in. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, and, right. Um, again, I tried my hardest to get away from the music. But... There would be people that would say, yo, Petty, you know, I, I thank God for the new generation of artists that show love because they would go, yo, man, we want, I want you to feature on my album. And I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do this feature. And then I'm done doing me. Yeah. You know, and then they'd be like, yo, Petty, want you to feature. We want you to do this. Oh, I'm going to go do this one off show and then I'm done. And every yeah. time I kept saying, I'm going to do this one thing and then I'm done. I'm going to do this one thing and I'm done. And then I got the opportunity to, uh, uh, release my release music, and I, I kept telling them no. And this one distributor, um, uh, they kept offering me a deal to put out a record. And I was like, I'm done with music, I'm done with music. And they just kept at me and kept at me and kept at me. And they were just like, We want you to do whatever you it is you do. We know you know how to do what you, you know how to do, and we'll release it and we'll drop it. And that was uh, in 2010, yeah. And I and I was I remember sitting in the studio, and my wife and I was sitting on the back porch, and I and I told her I was like, you know, I'm done with this music thing, and they keep offering me this deal, and I was like, I just don't want to go out. And she was like, I respect that, and I told her I was like, if you give me your blessing and and um, support me on this album, I think I'm gonna go for it. And uh, Race to Nowhere was supposed to be my last album, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then that's when we put out the ghetto, and you know, and then it just, it just, man, the people just surprised me. It just, it just came out of nowhere. But again, I have been like Roger, man, so far in the background and doing a lot of TV and film, and and I found a comfort zone. I dealt with the, those hard things um, in my own way that I didn't realize that was taking the fire away, if that makes sense. And um, yeah. even after the success of Race to Nowhere and the ghetto, it was just hard to get back in the limelight again. It was just hard to get back and just hard to, and even to this day, it's, it's, it's been a challenge because for me, as long as I can take care of my family, feed them and make sure they're good, but that's not my calling. My calling is to preach the gospel and, um, and uh, um, it's, it's a calling. So um, I've been recording, man, and we put out the um, 
I put out the album, the Alien album, and um, I've just been pleasantly surprised, man. But we got hit hard, man, and to answer her question, um, everybody everybody um, deals with hardships differently. Understanding that during that time, I lost everything. I was cheated out of uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. My mom died. My mentor died. My best friend died. My aunt died. And it was just like all these people, like back to back. What's going on? Why am I being punished, Lord? Like, what's what's happening? Like, Lord, I, you know what I'm saying? What you know? What's going on? And I just wanted to stay under the radar and get myself together because I didn't want to. I didn't want people to see me like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always been an encourager. Yeah. And I felt angry because I felt like there was really nobody there besides me. But I've watched major artists become bitter. And I didn't want to be bitter, bro. Right, and I right. said, you know what, Lord? Before I become bitter, I put it down. Yeah. Before I give it, before I give it, before I become bitter, and and, and granted, during those times. I was offered some mainstream deals, man. I was offered an opportunity to go say. Mm, right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? During those times. And I said, Lord, I throw it away before I give it to the enemy. Yeah. I right, right, away. right. I'm not going to do it before I give it to the enemy. And so I'm still, I would be a lie if I don't be honest and transparent with you guys to say that I'm still working through those things. And it's from the beginning of my career to now if it wasn't for guys like you, people like your wife, and people like on show me love on for the friends, the family, the family, the, the 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 kinfolk. If it wasn't for you guys, man, I, I wouldn't still be in it, man. And, and then I made up in my mind, okay, if I'm gonna still do this, let me keep my ear to the street. Let me make sure that I'm current. I don't want to get out there sounding like uh 1985. You right, 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 so, right. Um, rate um, uh, the the um, the Alien album is the very first album of my entire career where I made up in my mind that I wasn't going to produce any of the music on it mm. mm. because I wanted to take my my lyrical content and I wanted to take my artistry. If I'm going to continue to be an artist, I got to take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I reached out and man, just the young producers, man, they showed out, man. Shout out to uh, Rock House, um, um, uh, Mr. 808, um, mm -hmm. Squad, man, just yeah, so many, yeah. so many uh, producers. Um, man, I don't want to start naming names, man, but you know, you know who you are, man. And the guys that produced on this album, um, they really helped me take it to the next level, mm -hmm. which allowed me to take get back in the studio and take my production to the next level. Yeah. Right, and I remember right, right. one of the times when it broke, when when this stuff broke, bro. And I tell y'all, I remember getting back in the studio, man. You know, and you know, I got a lot of studio equipment. I, I mean, I had two studios, so I had enough to build another studio and give stuff away. I got stuff over here, man. That's that still got, you know, still ain't even be used yet. Yeah. So, um, I remember getting back in the studio and and I started making this beat. And I remember being in this room and I was jumping up and down and I was making the beat and putting the high hats and I was jumping out and And the Lord spoke to me clear, bro. It was like clear as day. Because I kept saying, why you want me to do this? Why am I still doing it? Yeah. 
Like, bro, I'm a grown man, bro. I got grown kids. Why am I still out here doing this? You know, like, why am I doing it? When I keep trying to quit, why am I doing it? And that became the dominant. I wasn't listening to the voice of the Lord no more. I wasn't listening to y'all who keep telling me when, every time I was feeding y'all singles, and y'all was like, the single is dope, but when the album's going to drop? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was listening to Man, a lot of times, our biggest enemy is not people always talking about they hate it. I, the, 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 the biggest hater that, that's in you is not your enemy, it's the enemy. Right. It's mm, the one thanks. inside you that say you can't make yeah. it, and that you can't do right. it, and that you washed up, and you can't do this, and your sound ain't this, and this, this, that, and the other. You right, can't right. do that. You gotta just follow, follow what God has put in you. And I remember jumping around in the studio, and I heard it clear as day, the Lord say, this is why you still do it. Mm. He was like, because you, I put it in you. Because you love it, because he said, This is why you do it, because it makes you happy. He said, Nobody heard this beat. It's not out. You're not concentrating on record sales because I've been a record exec running my own label, had to worry about record sales, I had to worry about, you know, getting greatness, doing this, doing that, and saying, You know what? This, this is back down to brass tacks. You were here by yourself, jumping around, sweating like an idiot, but you having fun. Amen. Put this in you. Whether, right, you right. Sell, whether you sell no more records, you, this is what I put in you to do. Do what I put in you to do. And man, that thing freed me, bro. Mm. Man, that thing freed me. And that's and that that single turned out to be Hot Rod. Yeah. Mm. That song has been placed in TV and film. That song has been placed on VH1, MTV. But I didn't do it for that. Yeah. I did it because God showed me that this is what he put in me. And the biggest lie, and this is not just, I don't make this statement just for Christian rappers and just, I make this statement for our genre, for hip hop, for rap in general. The age thing is the biggest lie that we have been told in hip hop by these execs. The only genre that treats rap like it's a sport. Yeah. We are the Mm. only genre in music that treats rap as if we're basketball players and if we're football players or oh, I done aged out. I've heard rappers say, oh, when I get 40, I don't want to be rapping and I don't want to be. We're the mm-hmm. only genre that do that, bro. Yep. Yep. It's something in that. And I'm going to tell you from a, from an executive side and from a spiritual side, from the executive side, the reason why the powers that be treated like that is because they won't continue to want young people that don't know the business so they can continue so you can't never be a label on it. Yeah. So that you can't right. never, they want you to age out. So when you get our Speak age, yeah, when you get our age, you ain't competition to know the common sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I believe the lie, so the, uh, how about a lot of those rappers that were saying when they was 40, they're not going to be rapping. How about a lot of those rappers that's the major artists right now is in their 40s? Yep. Right. A lot right. of them doing major things right now is in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes to show, and those same dudes was some of the dudes that said, "I don't want to be rapping yeah. that." Thing. But music is a hip hop, and rap is a is a art form. So, right, you can tell me I'm I'm too old to create art. If right. I was a right. painter, you mean I'm too old to paint? <laughs> that's retarded. Right. That's, right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, as, long as, I, as long as I stay current to what's going on. I can still make quality music. Look at um uh, uh what's the name uh, uh uh 
the Rolling Stones. Them dudes like two hundred years right, old. Right, right. Dude barely <laughs> moved. <laughs> you know, yeah. look at all the blues singers, bro. Yeah, yeah. All these blues singers and a lot of the soul singers and uh, you know Al B. Shore and all these guys, they're still rocking the crowd. And mm-hmm. we have to believe that as long God put this art form on us, it is an art. And your and the success of your art of what God has put in you is not determined by record sales and all this kind of stuff. Amen. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 as my brother said, that's big facts. It's been this journey, and I learned to get off the plane. Yeah. I learned get off the airplane and drive your journey, man. Because mm. that's where a lot of you know, when they say wake up and smell the roses, like man, I was grinding it. I think my biggest mistake is that I was grinding so hard, I was so focused on not you know being arrogant or being, you know at a certain plateau and saying I made it and I got so many other things I want to do. I didn't bring a healthy balance to stop and celebrate. Yeah. There mm. was times where I needed to stop and celebrate. Mm. And I would do that with my team for them. But for me, it was, all right, y'all, I'm going to let y'all do this for two, three days. And, you know, we would be out of town somewhere and we had a day off. Everybody was having a day off. I was doing interviews and I was calling and this is another and not enjoying the city that we was in. And I didn't didn't stop to celebrate. So now I'm at that season where for me, I'm I'm here to do this all over again. So this time, if I get booked somewhere, I'm want to see the city. I want to be with my wife. I want to I want to take the drive in in, in, in the spiritual sense. Guys, learn to take the drive. Learn to take the drive in your career. Learn to enjoy it. And if people don't feel that, remember this. Everybody's not going to appreciate every painting you paint. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Because somebody's going to love that painting, and then somebody's going to not understand that painting. So... That's been been very encouraging, man. Like even encouraging to me, man, as as, uh, me and Rob, we call each other seasoned artists. You know, Amen. we like some Lowry's, you know, Lowry's been around a long time, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it's very encouraging, man, because like I say, you know, that the, the industry will try to make you feel like you over long, long, you get yeah. past 30, 35, you, you get to 40, oh, nah, that's it. Artists, it's I'm right. sorry to turn you off, bro. No, no, you good. It's a trick because yep. They treat us no different than when an artist, when a basketball player, when he retires, what does he end up becoming? Y'all, you guys are sports guys. What do right. they end up doing? Coaching, coaching, commentating, commentating, yeah, yeah. on TV, commentating, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Label owners and these record execs try to force that on artists. Yeah, they try to force that even in acting. Mm. The, the 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 even in acting, if you're a great actor or actress, you begin to be that transition. Yeah. You begin you were that you used to be the heartthrob, and now you're the the the, the if you was a um, a guy actor, you was a teen heartthrob. Yeah. Then you became the 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 woman, the man that all the women wanted. You know, the billionaire, and yeah. then you became the married guy. Then you became the father. Then mm-hmm. you became the grandfather. Then you get all the grandfather roles. You see what I'm saying? You, yeah, yeah. You, know, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, right. that transition. Like for us, 
being a seasoned artist, when you listen to Alien, bro, I ain't trying to rap like no young cat. I'm talking about grown folk stuff. Yes, sir. Right, there right. Whole, yeah. There is a whole, just, just like with Kanye West, when they signed, when Rockefeller signed him, everybody was rapping about the same thing. Mm-hmm. He opened the doors for a whole genre and under his under his being different created yeah. a whole genre. For this me, like for the lack of a better word, like for me, there should be contemporary hip hop, grown mm. people hip hop. There should yeah. be grown people hip hop rapping about grown people stuff. Talk to them. Yeah. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? We, we came up and it, this lie that CDs don't sell no more and records don't sell no more and all this kind of stuff. That's a bold faced lie because the same art, the same fans that made DMX. A double and triple platinum artist is the same people, grown people who are going and paying a hundred and two hundred dollars to go see him perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the where you make the investment now. This is where you make the investment now. We're the same fans who was Eminem fans and Dr. Dre fans and and these people fans, and now we got businesses and you know four one ks and we can spend <laughs> that hundred and two hundred dollars to go yeah. see. I, I know me and my wife, we done been to a whole bunch of nineties. Welcome to the 90 show. So it's a lie by the industry. I will say if you're a seasoned artist and keep your ear to the street, take care of your body, take care of your mind, yeah. uh, keep your ear to the street, stay current, and yeah. keep your art form. And don't worry about what everybody else is doing. But just keep mm. build relationships and stay current. And don't be out there, you're a 40 something, you know, 40 plus year old man right there with some um Skinny jeans on with you, with you, with you, hanging out. Come on, come on. Keep it real. Like, be a grown rapper. Be a grown man rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't go where you go where you celebrate it. We celebrate. Amen. I'm gonna celebrate a Rob Redeen. I'm, I'm gonna celebrate the music that I hear that's grown yeah. folk music. Yeah. When I listen to one of my favorite artists right now is Pro. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever heard of Pro. If you ever heard, he, he out of Memphis. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, that's the that's the homie. That's the homie. I mean, hey, he's straight so street. Good, yes, he's so real because now at the end of the day, I've always found I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Christian hip hop. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I take yeah. it personal, not just as a Christian hip hop artist. But I take it personal when people say negative stuff about CHH because yeah. of the years that it's kept me alive. Like, yeah, real talk, bro. The majority of the music I bump is CHH. Like for real, I'm yeah. on flow. I'm on flow right now. I'm on KB. I'm on One K Few. I'm on. I'm on whatever I can find, bro. That speaks life to me, bro. Yeah. I, and I never let yeah. that go. Yeah. I've never let yeah. that go. And a lot of artists can't respect Christian hip hop because. The majority of their music that they listen to is mainstream. And yep. I'm I'm not against that. I'm not against that at all. But I understand there's definitely life in the power of the tongue, too. Mm-hmm. So for you mm-hmm. to be able to listen to that. Sometimes, man, I listen to it. And if I listen to it, bro, sometimes I might sound corny. I, I listen to the uh, edited version because I'm not going to sit up and have you cuss me out the whole time. Like for real, like, I, I can't do too much of it, bro. Because yeah, that's not yeah. getting your spirit consciously and subconsciously, bro. This is facts, brother. This it, is it, facts. It, it, yeah. warps, it warps you a little bit. It warps you a little bit. Yeah. You know, when you go to somebody's house and they all smoke cigarettes, bro, even though you don't smoke cigarettes and you come home, what you gonna smell like? 
You engulf yourself. There's nothing wrong with finding out what the new sound is or find out what the tempo or what the new templated template and the new cadence is. Nothing wrong with it. I do that. Yeah. I'm an artist. Yeah. yeah. But when you engulf yourself into that and don't know what's going on in your own community, you don't know who the OGs is, you don't know your own history, you don't know what the current is, you don't have any allies, of course you're going to feel like when you get to a show, you're going to meet me, 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 mugging other Christian owners. Because yeah. you don't have those yeah. relationships. Right. And everybody's not going to be your homeboy. Everybody's not going to get your phone number and be your friend. Right, right. That everybody that you connect with is not going to be your homeboy and your friend. There are going to be people, artists that you meet, and you know I always call them. Uh, there's um, uh, three types of artists that you meet in Christian hip hop, and just in music, you have people that become your friends, mm-hmm. and people that become your family, and mm-hmm. people that become your partner. I got, I got friends, family, and comrades. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I still get my butt whooped because a lot of the stuff I was, I was supposed to be putting in my book, and I just, <laughs> and I just, I just put it out there, man. But yeah. Um, not not to hide it. I'm just saying I want people to live by these things and understand, and that's why they that way they don't take it personal. There are there right. are certain artists that when I first meet them, I salute them. They my comrade. They mm-hmm. out here on the front lines. They booking shows. We on the same show. I love their music. They love my music. We probably didn't exchange um uh uh, uh numbers. We dapped each other up. I ain't got nothing negative to say about them. They ain't got nothing negative to say about me. Next time I see them, I salute them again, but we might sit down to go eat. Yeah. And then, man, we find out we got some things in common. Next time, we might chop it up and really, oh, we might just hit it off. Like, mm-hmm. boom, like there's that brotherhood, that bond there, boom. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. people make enemies out of is the people that are your comrades. And you felt like because that person didn't give you their phone number or you felt like they curved you. Mm-hmm. Um, because they gave you the email. Speak on it, bro. Yeah. They curve you. And so now, man, I had a dude one time, me and Raz was at a concert, and I had a dude in the green room say, Yo, man, you know what I'm saying? I met Kirk Franklin, man. And man, he gave me his number, bro. And I called, bro. And I just wanted to chop it up with, bro. And being, I called him a couple of times, but he was so busy, man. He was, man, he ain't real. And this, we was like, Bro, you got Kirk Franklin's phone number. Right. <laughs> chop it up like this. This is an OG, bro. Like you gotta build that relationship. He ain't right. calling you to talk about like you gotta understand where you at. And yeah, so right. we had to cut him short because he was actually bashing the man of God. Like this mm-hmm. man gave his number. Like build that relationship. Understand right. that, that 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 relationship is built from a comrade to a friend to you know what I'm saying to a to a to a brother. Amen. I, I'm gonna take it personal if Rob or you come to Nashville and know how that. I'm gonna take that personal. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bro, I yeah. come to the city and not holler at your boy. Yeah. K drama, K drama come to the city, bro. I'm gonna take it personal. If I, you know what I'm saying? Hey, at least holler at your boy. At least let me take you out to dinner or at least come hug your neck. That's what that friendship, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Understanding, understanding who are your friends, who is your comrades, and I've able been able to certain artists that now. We've been comrades for years, and now that season is coming to where, man, bro, you know what? Hey, man, we really need to build a friendship, man. Mm-hmm. I got love for you. And brother knew this dude for 10 years as yeah. a comrade. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we never took it personal that we just, you know what I'm saying? Every time Kirk see me, bro, 
there was a time he just didn't know my name. But every time he see me, he would go, what's up, boy? He didn't know me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I am, bro. He don't know me. But he know me. And he would always go out of his way and stop what he was doing and, and come talk to me and come chop it up. It's good to see you, man. So on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? Until he knew who I was. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, build those relationships, guys. Guys, take this is what God gave you, young artists and artists alike. This is what God gave you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Um, because the, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you all a secret. The mainstream is watching, bro. These artists is watching Thanks. you. What, there's been major artists that I've given my CD to. There's been major artists that I've given my CD to. And they watch me, but then they, they looking at you. And they say, I remember giving my artist, uh, giving my CD to an artist in, in, um, in uh, Miami. And he said, man, this is my template. Now I'm going to know what to rap about. And I remember he wrote his first positive rap. And he hit me up. He's like, man, I want you to hear it, bro. I want you to hear it. I remember back in the day going to the Source Awards. Mm-hmm. And a major artist who was standing there was all chopping it up and, and talking. And a lot of them knew who I was, but a lot of them didn't. They knew that's gospel rap dude. That dude rap for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the source awards. You see that if you look on my Instagram, you see it was you know what I'm saying it was like Petey Pablo, Suge Knight, like all these dudes was there. And one of the dudes was poking me in my chest. He said, You know what the problem is? And he poked me in my chest. He said, It's not enough of y'all here. Mm. He said, That's the problem, bro. It's not enough of y'all here. And you Christian artists who are going out of y'all way, trying to be a mainstream artist, trying mm. to be a secular artist, and they want to see us living this thing, bro. Because they got they got uh, Christian aunties and and people who keep telling them they can do this thing for God, but they're afraid, man. They're yeah. afraid. right, they right, right. But they don't need they need a template, bro. They need mm. a template, and they need it. And I'm, I I I watched the interview where Kanye was saying they was asking him, you know, about him saying Jesus and going so hard saying Jesus, and, they, and he and he answered the question, bro. And I know it wasn't me, but I was embarrassed for my genre when he mm. said. There was a lot of Christian artists that weren't bold enough to tell him that he needed to say Jesus in his music, in their music. Jeez. He was like, they weren't bold enough to bring me the gospel. Mm. See, bro, that's on us. And he's saying that they weren't bold enough to bring me the gospel, bro. I remember talking to a, 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 a record exec, bro. And, you know, it wouldn't glorify my genre um, to put his name out there nor the artist that told me this, but talking to this record exec, and he said he was in a studio with this major artist. And the dude said, man, you know, I just, you know, I know I paid a D. Now I know he rap for the Lord, you know what I'm saying? But this dude right here, I don't know if I'm if I'm do things by the Lord, now I don't know about this dude, man. He don't know what he wanna do. He don't know what mm-hmm. he wanna do. And I was like, man, the world watching, bro. It's just like me yeah. going to the block right now. It's just like me going to the block right now and then getting out there and blowing draw with him and all this kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying, and denouncing my belief and then getting back up there and then saying I'm rapping for God. They might not say that when I'm standing there blowing with them, but when I walk off, they're going to say, man, I thought he was real, bro. I thought he was rapping for God, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So stand for what God, it seemed lonely, bro. It seemed lonely. And a lot of times when I was lonely, bro, God gave me this revelation. A lot of times I was lonely because I thought I was left behind, but I had already... I was ahead. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I had yeah. already got there, bro. I didn't even realize. Yeah. 
I was lonely because people said, man, you ahead of your time, bro. And I was like, bro, I, I just want to be, you know, comrades with my um with with, with my family. You know, with, you know, and, and a lot of times being um um cutting the path is lonely, bro. Because everybody yeah. riding on the road that you pave, but nobody got bit by snakes, nobody got the bugs, and nobody chopped the trees down, and nobody yeah. had to move the trees, and you was there, and you was lonely. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, man, I remember I used to go to Source Awards and, and do these things, and people used to be like, well, you know, this was during uh, 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 MySpace days, and people get on and say hateful stuff to me. What you doing down there? How are them with them devils and all this kind of stuff? And, you know, man, bro, that stuff hurt. But that cut the path for the artists that's that that's featuring with major that major artists now. And I yeah. remember being in Miami, and uh, shout out to um to a, a rapper named Whole Slab. He's um Rick Ross, my right hand man. And um you know shout out to Ross. He always give me he always gets show me love every time. Rick Ross always show me love every time somebody uh, asks about me. And um, I remember oh shout out to Brother Joe man. And uh, Spirit Network Productions out of Miami, man, he always connected me with with mainstream um with the mainstream artists, and um, he was always a person that pulled strings for me and connected me with artists. He would have major uh, major record execs and artists shows, and JT Money, Rick Ross, and uh, Whole Slap, um, formerly known as Deuce Poppy. Man, these guys uh, would, uh come to the show. Man, he came to the show. Seen an altar call, stayed, mm. and um, Deuce Poppy, uh, uh, whole slab. Um, he's on uh, Maybach Music, and we was in the green room. And he was just jumping around like, "Man, I want to do something for God now, bro. I want to do something for God." And he seen, mm. and we was like, "Word, okay, let's do something. Let's do something." And I already knew by that time I hadn't already made my peace with people gonna call me the devil anyway. So this <laughs> <laughs> man want to do something for God. We gonna do something for God. Amen. And I remember me and my engineer going to his studio in Atlanta. And I remember being at his house. And he has a town. He had a, this townhouse on the top floor overlooking the city. And I mm -hmm. remember him writing this verse. And he was like, yo, Petty, can I say this? And yo, Petty, can I say that? And I'm like, bro, he got platinum plaques. So he's a, he's a top-notch writer. Yeah. He, he, what he can't say. I said, bro, just give your testimony. Just, just say what God is doing for you right now. And that song is represent, mm. and that was, and that was during the time, man, where uh, where them dudes was rocking with me, man, and they respected me for being who God called me to be. That didn't that that may have not transcended to a certain level of popularity, right, right, right. To, to represent for Christ, man, and to show that opportunity has been a big blessing, man. And and yeah. from that, uh, we did the song represent, and that song was actually. Uh, my biggest TV and film placement on uh, the Sons of Anarchy, the, the show's yeah. FX show, Sons of yeah, Anarchy. Yeah, you listen know, yeah. to that song, Represent, um, man, he just gave his testimony, bro. And, you know, now, that, now those guys are doing big things with Def Jam and Maybach music, but they never played me to the left, man, and they never played me to the left. You yeah. know, last time Ross came to town, they always invite me to the shows, and, um, you know, it's always love, man, and and uh, but man, you guys hold on to what God has given you because what God has given you, it is so important and so special. And the down and out and the up and out needed. Kanye, yeah. number one of the biggest artists in the world, out here repping Jesus. That lets you know 
that people yes, need sir. what you got, bro. Yes, and sir. don't look yeah. at that yeah. kind of statements on your bank account because I had it all, lost it, and got it back. So yeah. right, right. It still didn't stop me from being who God called me to be. Amen. It's not determined by your bank account, man. So keep going, soldiers of God, man. And I'm here for you. Give me a chance to get at you. Uh, you got OGs, man. You got people out here that, that that's willing to show love, bro. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Rob, definitely. I think you got the last one. I, I think he didn't cover everything, brother. That was unintentional, dog. Uh, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I, yeah, yeah. I got all, I got all of me. I yeah, white, white, no white you know, you know how folks say nuggets. He said, uh, he gave the whole bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> and, and, and that joint was boneless. So yeah, I, I'm full over here. Bro. I'm full over here. Amen. Um, I will, I will ask you this, man, because I know we got to get ready to wrap it up. Um, yeah. again, we appreciate you coming on, man, and everybody who, who who's heard this, brother. This is authentic. These are the type of conversations we have when it's not a camera, when it's not anybody watching. This brother will pour into you. So it is genuine and it's um, genuine authenticity, as they say. Um, What's the one thing you want to see changed in the CHH community outside of being more of a representation of the banner or the blood of Jesus? Uh, T-Bone said it best. We were talking in um, another another OG in the game. Yeah, T yeah. shout out to T Bone. He was he was wearing that he was wearing the jewelry and people was making fun of him back in the day, man. Yeah, yep. yeah. Crazy, yeah. Man. But, you know, it's, it's it's the norm now. So we get right. Mm-hmm. So T Bone, man, he um like like I, I think the biggest thing is um what was the question again? Because I started yes, what? That's that season we was talking about, brother. Don't worry about it. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> um, what's what's the one thing you want to see changed in the in the CHH community, brother? Community, community, mm. community, relationship. Yeah, we have to begin to build relationships because every every uh season and every season and hierarchy has its season right and if you if you just every click has its heyday and without yeah. building those relationships you know you had this uh art this label and everything was all about they them and they artists only mm-hmm. right and you right had this label and they click and it was all if you wasn't in that clique and in that crew and rolling with those guys, you wasn't getting no shine. You weren't right. getting no tours. You weren't getting no. And um, that's kind of always been the thing, man. Once once um the the clique and crew thing came about, even with the people booking the shows, if you weren't from this crew, you weren't getting shows. If you weren't from this clique, and I think um what what needs to be changed because. We got the music. The music is there. The music is yeah. on point. The lyrics right. is on point. The swag and the styles and all that. But there's so much to choose from. People are cherry picking in, in our industry. Yeah. And it's important to build a relationships. And if I challenge all artists, young and seasoned, if the world can be shooting at each other one minute, and then the next minute say, yo, man, we don't need to be shooting at each other. We need to, we all out here trying to feed our families and make money. And they can come together under the premise of money. 
Right. How much more if we come together under the premise of the saving of souls, how Amen. much more should we come together? Yeah. Yeah. There should be, you know, when one of my dreams to see before I leave this earth, and I'm not trying to short myself, I'm trying to be here for 100 years, bro. Amen. But one of my dreams to see is when, when uh, Rockefeller, uh, Cash Money, and Rough Riders, and um, and Murder Inc. When they all did that tour, and mm -hmm. it was like, it was like Rockefeller, Rough Riders, Cash Money, all these different people from all these different, you know, what I'm saying background in the mainstream came together. They gave the people what they wanted. Mm -hmm. I want to see, um, you know what I'm saying? Cross movement, Lecrae, uh, you know, gospel gangsters, uh, uh, LA Symphony. Like, people want to see that, bro. Like, it's, it, T Bone, it, it, it's my dream to see all of us hit the stage, bro, and have that true unity, bro. Like, it's so ne necessary, and it breaks my heart when I see the young artists do that. The young Southern artists with their dope swag and they dope only just rock with the Southern artists. New York artists only rocking with New York artists. Mm -hmm. We've been through too much to see our young brothers do that. Right, right. We want to see these young artists rocking with each other. And yeah, this artist might be from LA and this artist from New York and this artist from the South, but they because they're on the same label, then they rock together. Nah, come on, man. Let's go out of our way to win souls, man. Let's let's get prison ministry. You know, there was a yeah. lot of artists doing prison ministry, bro. Yeah, yeah. Rapping in high schools, rapping in junior high schools. You know what I'm yeah. saying? People the gospel, bringing that thing. There's a, the harvest is still plenteous, y'all. Yeah. How you yeah. gonna say CHH is dead when there's so many souls still to be, to be need to be saved and use this music? There's yeah. so much yeah. work to do. Amen. And so that's, that's one of the things that I want to see happen, bro. The music there, the platform is there. You know, you got you got cats out here. You know, what I'm saying like Will Thomas. You know, what I'm saying you know, yeah. um, shooting these fire videos. Oh, you know, dope, dope. You got these these artists and these uh other videographers out here shooting these next level videos. We got the next level videos. We got the next level beats. We got the dope. You know, what I'm saying we got that stuff now. You know, what I'm saying we got the platforms. We on Spotify and all this kind of stuff. Right, right, right. At the end of the day, bro, remember your calling. Yes. Remember your calling, man. Because after my TV and film placements and the movies that I've been in and all this, man, at the end of the day, bro, I'm not finna forget why I'm here, bro. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of Jesus Christ and him being crucified and he died and rolled and on that cross and he's still coming back, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And to raise up my brother, never forget that. Don't yeah. lose sight of that, bro. Why you? Because what's what's the what's what's the use of having twenty thousand um followers on Facebook and Twitter and all that, man? If ain't no souls being saved, ain't no lives being changed, bro. Right, yeah. right. You still touch nobody in the prison ministries and touch them. And everybody's ministry is different. I get that. Yeah. But you'll know the tree by the fruit that it bears, bro. Let's get out here and bear some fruit, young artists and, and seasoned artists, man. And let's and let's build some relationships. And don't. And don't and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna put it out there. Don't pretend like you're trying to build a relationship with me just to get a cosign. Don't I'm pretend young. like yeah. you sending me a song to listen to to critique, but it's already done. It's already mixed and mastered, and you really don't want no critique. 
you just want a, a, a co-center. Right. You can see yeah. like you want a, a mentor, but really you just you just want a co-center. Like if if we comrades, let me salute you and we comrades. But if you're looking for that, let's build. Um, build with other artists. If you can't get with me, get with other artists, man. Get with some yeah. OGs. Get with you know, shout out to Deuce. You know what I'm saying? The cross movement. Get out, get with Deuce. You know what I'm saying? Get with a lot of these guys um that's that's been out there. And um, and last but not least, man, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably getting a lot, a lot of trouble uh for saying this, bro. But um I'm I'm a, I'm an old street OG. So um if you want to take it there, you can see me. So I mean, but I'm glad to <laughs> um, and I'm gonna say this because it needs to be said as an OG. Yeah, I ain't with the sad rap, bro. I ain't with the sad rap. Like it's it, it's dudes rocking that with the sad rap thing. Like yeah. I know people that deal with depression and deal with us, but on, man, Amen. putting a dollar sign on the sad rap and how you you fighting depression and you going for every song you fight for depression and you doing it, bro. That's lame, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, bro, you living your dream, and yeah, you might be fighting depression and you might be going through stuff, bro. But there. People have turned that into a lane, bro. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're a fan yeah. of their music, don't mm -hmm. be duped by that, bro. Don't be duped by that. And if yeah. you're a recording artist and you fighting depression and you fighting things, at the end of the day, we still came to bring the good news, bro. Elijah fought depression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? David fought depression. I fought depression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's times that I write, write about that. But be a well-rounded artist, man, because you are, you not, are, don't commercialize depression, bro. Yes, All this yeah. rap out here, bro. You get, there's a whole lane of artists that's just pushing this depressed rap. Yep. Yeah. 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 Me, bro. I don't rock with that, man. I yeah. check that, bro. I check that. Because you out here in tour buses, bro. Out here living your dream, um, financing your family, bro. Bro, you should be thankful. You yeah. out here living your dream. You know what I'm saying? And I see the devil trying to push a lot of white artists to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't see that as an avenue, bro. Don't see that as mm -hmm. an avenue. You still mm -hmm. out here, black artists, white artists. You know what I'm saying? You still out here to preach the gospel and proclaim the good news and that Jesus Christ is coming back and create good um and good quality um content. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I put out yeah. a song called Big Monster, Big Monster. Um, I did it for TV and film. You know, I had somebody, and you know, I, I always got haters, so I don't even work worry about that. I don't even work on. Man, I've been married for 24 years. My kids grown, and I'm doing it all over again. So come yeah. see me if there's really a problem. So, um, <laughs> and I love the Lord. So I had somebody <laughs> say, "Oh, is this about Jesus?" And this, and this is in a bro. I did it for TV and film. It's common sense. I did not compromise my faith. Yeah. I did a song based around when you listen to it. And and you guys have heard the song, yeah. so it's pretty yeah. much based around a villain theme song. So it's yeah. just kind of like when you hear it in a you know a movie like uh, Kong versus um, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, or yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? or you know Thanos, or you know what I'm saying. Like use common sense. You know, if you know Petty D, you know I, I I do TV and film, and I do stuff based around that. But I will never compromise my faith and. and and cussing the music and talk about holes and clothes and all that. But I, at the same time, I'm an artist and I paint and I paint pictures and I paint art. So artists be well-rounded, please. Um, and stay focused and don't let nobody pimp. Don't let your label pimp the depression and the things that you fight with. Don't let them, don't let nobody pimp that. 
and don't yeah. feel like that's an avenue for you. Yeah. You're a well-rounded artist, man. And if you're fighting depression, you know, fight it and be transparent and speak on it when it's time to speak on it. But also speak what God has done for you because he has blessed a lot of artists for us to be able to do, to do what we're doing. And we should Amen. be. Well, brother, yeah. We, Hold on. We so let's we gonna we gonna hit these quick hits and then we're gonna be out. Yeah, yeah. All right, so quick hits is one we get one word uh question, you get one word answer, something like that. All right. It's so it's it like it's you know, like I say macaroni, you say cheese, or so, you know, something like that, right? All right, so first grits the artist, mentors, amen. Jay Z businessman. Big facts. Okra. Hate it. Facts. <laughs> Hold on. I got it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. My oh, wife love it. Though. Oh. <laughs> the president. Plead the fifth. All right. LeBron or Jordan? Woo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that monster almost came out. <laughs> well, he heard that. He heard it. <laughs> Jordan, my man, CHH, CHH, solo. Big facts. Mm. Salute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. salute. Yeah, and I don't want nobody to forget it, forget him, and I'm yes, gonna my way to make sure nobody forget my brother. Amen. Yeah, sure no doubt. Me, don't forget my brother. So, amen. Okay. All right. All right, brother. I got six of them for you, and then we're gonna be out. Yes, Number one, Duval. Westside. <laughs> <laughs> R.B. or hip hop? Woo! Hip hop by myself. R.B. with my lady. Uh-oh. <laughs> Your future. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> hey. Hey. Don't give me a trouble. Hey. Don't give me a trouble. Right? All right, brother. Your future. My future has just begun. Amen. Right. Steak or chicken? Chicken. Old they school or new you school? Cussing at Rob, you cussing at Rob right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that hurt a little bit. They sitting your sister too long, man. It right. <laughs> we're talking about that off the uh, off camera. <laughs> hey, hey, look, brother. I ain't, I ain't becoming a vegan. Shout out to my vegan nation, uh, but I ain't becoming no vegan, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, old school, old school, or new school? Woo. Mood. Mm, that's a mm. good one right there. Mm. Best project you put out to date? Alien. Each okay. as an artist, your newest thing is your newest baby. It's yeah, true. yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt about that. And and, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put a stamp on your, your your alien, even though Legacy one of my favorites because it was yes, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's all I got for you, brother. You you made it through the um six six questions from the both of us. We thank you for coming on. See, I'm yes, gonna pass sir. it back over to you, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, we got something after this, Petty. We thank you, brother. Uh, we gonna.
I really appreciate it, man. For real. Yes, sir. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to Solo and the Gospel Gangsters, Chili. Yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget about Chill. Don't forget about the Gospel Gangsters. Long after everything is is uh, trending and there's something else is going on. Yeah. He still got a family. He still got you know people that are grieving. Don't forget yes. about him. Um, treat him. I I want to see Thh treat him like mainstream treated pop. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Definitely. All right, brother. We thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Yeah, we yeah. got to get you back again, man. This was good, brother. Man, one hundred, man, yeah. one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Yes, sir. We're going to do this money minute, then we're going to be out. Are you in the market to buy a new home? Are you looking for ways to save money on the down payment? If so, ask your financial institution if they're members of the Federal Home Loan Bank. The Federal Home Loan Bank offers its members an affordable housing tool called DPP. DPP is a three-to-one grant that can be used to cover the cost for your down payment and closing costs. Three to one means that if you invest $1,000, they'll give you $3,000. If you invest $2,000, they'll give you $6,000. $6,000 is the most that you can get from DPP. The money is forgivable and it goes fast. So inquire with your financial institution if they're members and what the qualifying criteria are. You can also Google Federal Home Loan Bank of Chicago and Federal Home Loan Bank of Des Moines. This has been your Money Minute. Thanks for watching. Yes, sir. Keep your money straight. Keep your money yes, straight. Yes, so I know this was a long one, guys. Everybody that watch it, but we believe in letting the OG speak. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to cut them off. It was a wealth of knowledge. And uh, like my wife say, you get the whole bird, not just nuggets. So listen to it. Learn from a brother, man. This brother has gone very, very far, man. Very influential brother in our genre. And our genre yeah. wouldn't be yeah. here without him. He was one yeah. of the building blocks. So, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. We just got to salute to him straight up. Hey, you, you said it all, brother. I mean, um, appreciate you. Um, another show down. Um, with, I pray many more to come. Yes, sir. Y'all stay Episode tuned, six. man. Episode six, y'all stay tuned. We got some special guests coming, you know, in the weeks ahead. And um, we just want to thank everybody who's been supporting, who stayed on tonight. Like you said, this one ran kind of long. Um I'm going to say something, man. I cannot stand the fact I'm in this new subdivision because my internet drops like it's nobody's business. <laughs> Golly. It's a yeah. blessing. It's a blessing, but yeah. Yeah, we just keep it moving. Nobody know till you just yeah. said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100, man. 100. Yeah. So look, we thank y'all, man. Uh, check us out. Follow us on all uh, social media plat- platforms. We appreciate your support. Hit yeah, us up on yeah. YouTube. Uh, go to the website, not the same podcast.com. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, man. We need your support. Like I said, we said plenty of times we're building this. We're not going to buy likes. We ain't going to buy uh, follows and nothing like that. We just going to build it from the ground up. Uh, we thank our guests. We thank, and we got some good guests coming. Y'all are oh, yeah. shocked. We got some oh, good yeah. guests coming, man. God has really been faithful. So, Till next time, this has been, uh, I'm Steve Micah. I'm Robert Dean. And this is Not The Same Podcast. We out. About a father's business. Prime mode. Filled with this Holy Spirit. That's a cheat code. Holiness the standard. We never fold. We about to make a scene.
episode. Hey.